Hey, are you in sales and you want to know how to smash that glass ceiling? Do you want to make more money than you ever thought was possible? You're in the right place. My name's Sandra Carter. I've been in commercial real estate for over two decades and I know how to sell. I'm going to teach you the habits, the formulas, the tips, the tricks and the tools that you will need to be a superstar salesperson in whatever field you're in. So sit back, relax, tune in and listen to my podcast, Million Dollar Agent, and let's smash some glass ceilings together. This episode is brought to you by M2 Moringa. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, it's Sandra again, and welcome to episode 22. In this episode, we're going to talk to you about the most important key element when it comes to sales, and that is, my friends, product knowledge. Now, you need to know your stuff. If you want to be a superstar salesperson, you need to know your product inside, outside, back to front, and you also need to know your competitors' products so you can differentiate yourself from the competitors as well. They say that knowledge is power. Well, yes, applied knowledge is power, but knowledge in sales means more sales. So the more you know, the more the chance, the higher the chances are of you doing the deal. Because if you're confident and you're an expert in what you're trying to sell, you're going to come across as a confident expert. And it's, you're going to have an authenticity and a genuineness about you because you're confident with your product and you can tell, you can answer the questions. We're problem solvers again. I say this a lot. Our job is to find out what somebody's pain point is, what their problem is, and we need to solve it. So understanding your product is critical to being able to do that. So there's a lot of times I'm sure you've experienced it when you've gone into a shop And you get the rookie salesman who knows nothing about the item that you're trying to buy. And you might feel sorry for him or her and you do the sale anyway, you do the purchase anyway and you think, oh, I'll just figure it all out later. Or you might walk away because you didn't get enough information to make a decision. And clearly the higher the value of the item the more information you need. So if you're selling something that's worth $5, you know what? If the salesperson doesn't know enough about it, it's not going to be such a big deal. But if you're buying an asset, like a property, you have to know everything about it because the decision is so much more. There's more risk involved. So that's when you need to have your game on and you need to know your stuff. And if you don't know your stuff, don't make it up. I've said this before as well in another podcast. Don't never lie, never make stuff up. Be honest and say, now you should know this stuff, but that's a really good question and I'll come back to you shortly and then find out. At least you'll know next time. And then that way you can add to your knowledge base and become the expert that's going to be confident and it's going to be able to push the sale through. Now, any good sales manager will have a good sales training system in place to teach their salespeople about the product. But when you're in property, for instance, there's so many variables that you need to go and find out yourself. So it's not a one one product. It's everything's a moving target. So the, the size of the property is going to change. The use of the property is going to change the number of car parks, the floor area, the 
council rates, water rates, all of those other things. They're variables that change for every single item that we sell. So in property, you have to be a lot more on your game in terms of product knowledge because you you have to keep relearning for every single property. But you must know these things. You must have notes down. I've created a knack. Can't remember my pen number, but if I, as soon as I walk into a building, I can tell you the floor area, the outgoings, the rate per square meter. I can tell you what the property next door sold because I've made a point of focusing on that stuff for every property. And sometimes I have 10 or 12 properties in my kitty at one time and I have to know all of those variables for each one. And you just got to fine tune your capacity to retain information that's important to getting the deal done. And I can promise you the more you know about a product, the easier the sales process will be. Again, you can solve the problems that your buyer has quickly and you can set the item apart from whatever else they're looking at because you know something about that property. For example, Uh, If you're dealing with a tenant that has a particular need, a particular use for a property and you already know that's that's okay, they can do what they want to do. Maybe they're a boat builder. Maybe they're building with fiberglass. I don't recommend dealing with boat builders. No offense to the boat builders out there. But if you already know the answers to their questions about these things, then you've done the deal. The deal's in the bag. It's really easy. So know as much as you can because you'll save yourself some time. You'll save yourself some effort and you'll definitely get more sales through because it's a no-brainer. People can make a decision really quickly if they have the information. That's all we're doing. We're providing information. Best job in the world, sales, because often we don't have to hold any stock and we don't have to... uh, be worried about the logistics of it. We're just transferring information. So everything we do can be done via email. Like it's just, but you need to know the information to be able to transfer it. So knowing what your competitors are doing is really important too. They might have a similar item. It might be a unit, commercial industrial unit, same size as the one you're looking at or a few square meters difference. The price could be an issue for the buyer. What you need to do using that knowledge is educate your vendors and your landlords to let them know what else is happening in the area. And I have the theory about market drivers and market crashes. Now, a market driver is an agent that drives the market up rather than brings it down. So it's pushing for the best price for your vendors because ultimately we work for the vendor and we work for the landlord. So we want to get them the best price. We don't want to get a quick sale for the sake of the sale. And it's important that you're controlling the asset, controlling the property, controlling the, the item so that you can manage that. You know, if you're working for one landlord or one vendor you know, you want to make sure you get a good result because if you don't and they find out you haven't done the right thing, it's going to leave a bad taste in their mouth and, you know, you're going to get a fairly bad reputation as a churn and burn where you've gone through and you've got the listing quickly, got rid of it quickly. You might have got a good result, but ultimately you buggered up the market. So you want to make sure that your knowledge of 
the area that your property's in is on point. And it's the same for selling anything. You want to make sure that your prices are competitive. However, they're accurate. And, you know, people don't always buy the cheapest item either. Some people avoid the cheapest quote or the cheapest item. I'm one of those people. If I get someone to come in and quote around my house to do something, I always feel suspicious of the guy who gives me the cheapest price. And that's because I think uh, you get what you pay for. And that's just a mentality I've had. And people have their own uh, money mindsets in terms of what cheap means. So you don't always need to be the cheapest. Your service could be the absolute ultimate reason why somebody buys from you, not because you were the cheapest. Don't think in that mentality where you think, oh, I've got to undercut all the time. People want to pay for good service and reliability. And particularly in this market, this COVID market where everybody's waiting six weeks for everything, they often, the person that is the fastest response, the best communicator, the most honest in terms of timeframes, that's the person that's going to get the deal done. So yeah, you need to know your stuff, provide the service, be authentic and put everything on the table in terms of solving the problems. And you don't have to be the cheapest, but you need to know where you're sitting on the big picture, on the scale of everything in terms of, are you the cheapest? Are you the most expensive? If you're the most expensive, where's the value add? If you're the cheapest, how can you convince them that the cheapest is not the worst? So it's really important to understand your product, where it sits in the market and what your competitors are doing as well. So if you're new to sales, you're new to residential real estate or commercial real estate or even selling vacuum cleaners, don't be too hard on yourself. Have a cheat sheet, have a brochure with you, provide the, provide the client with a brochure as well and make sure you've got all the information at your fingertips. So at least if they ask you a question, you can go to quickly reference it and and tell them what they need to know. So it'll become second nature. Once you get used to memorizing things about particular items like properties, um, or if you're selling the same thing over and over again, you'll get really, really good at it. Just make sure you're not reading the script off. Remember, you've got to use empathy. You've got to be a good listener and you're not just spilling off all of the information that you know about a product that they might not even care about. Because, you know, people have hurt points. You know, you need to find out what that is. Again, I'll use the um, same analogy I used in my last podcast. No, actually two podcasts ago. When you go in to buy a vacuum cleaner and your pain point is you have border collies that like to sleep inside on the rug and you need a vacuum cleaner that's going to wash the rug. That's my pain point. Look, I don't care if it won a thousand awards. I just want to know something that's going to fix my problem. And that's what you need to do. You need to find out people's pain points, ask some questions, solve the problems, know your stuff so you can solve the problems. It's really basic sales 101. So the very first thing you need to do when you get into sales and you get into a particular industry is get really, really good at learning your stuff. It's so important. Don't think you're just going to wing it. Don't go and get a listing, take the key, put the key in your car, turn it up, turn up to an inspection because somebody wants to be there. 
you know nothing. You know nothing about the property. You know nothing about the square meterage, right? You know, you don't know the outgoings. Don't do that. Be prepared. I have to actually stop myself from talking too much, believe it or not. My husband is delighted I do a podcast because I'm getting rid of 10,000 words every time. Maybe not that many. But when I'm talking to somebody about a property, sometimes I can just tell them too much information. I'll tell them all about the market, what's actually happening in the market, why inflation's going up and why it's not such a bad thing for commercial property. And they don't care. But you know what? I know this stuff and I it's fascinating to me. So anyway, uh, yes, you might have to rope it in a little bit if you do like a chat. Now I'll tell you a little story about a sales experience I had recently where I bought my dream car recently. It's been on my vision board for a while and I went and picked it up the other day. Took a long time to get it. Again, COVID, thank you. But the experience of collecting the car, when I picked it up, they had a new sales guy there and he came up with me and the whole thing was all very lovely and they had the sheet on it and they did the whole hoo-ha. But when we were sitting in the car, he didn't know anything about how things worked. And I don't remember the fact so much that of how it was delivered and how I felt. I, all I can keep thinking about was how how dare they give me someone who hasn't read the manual, who hasn't done his homework and actually knows enough to tell me. What he kept saying to me was that I'd work it out or that uh, the car does these things on its own. So bad taste in my mouth and lovely guy. I hope he's learning on the job. But really, the sales manager's role in this instant was to educate this guy and make sure that when he's delivering a car like this, that, you know, he knows his stuff. This clearly hadn't happened. I also didn't get any flowers or champagne. I don't drink alcohol, but I would have given it to my friends. And I thought, yeah, I was a bit disappointed in that, but that's just another story. So yeah, let's just do a recap. Episode 22, why product knowledge is the most important part of sales. It's because it's the can be the make or break of the deal. The more you know, the more you will sell. I guarantee it. So you need to know your stuff. You need to know your product back to front, inside and out. You need to know your competitors' products, and you need to know the market you're in. So don't cut corners. I know that time is precious and corner cutting is tempting, but there are no shortcuts when it comes to understanding your product. It will be worth it. Time learning your product and researching your product and knowing your market is money in the bank all day long. So do not cut the corners on this, my friends. Anyway, that's a wrap for me for episode 22. My name is Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial agent. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. So keep selling hard, know your product knowledge, people, and smash that glass ceiling. This episode was brought to you by M2 Moringa. Now, this is a tea tonic that I have every single morning. I have it with lemon and hot water, and it's so packed with vitamins 
that I've had to throw away all of my pills because I don't need them anymore. It has vitamin A, vitamin B1, B2, B3. It's got vitamin C. It's got calcium. It's got chromium. It's got copper. It's got iron, magnesium. It's got magnesium. It's got phosphorus, potassium, protein, and zinc. So, yeah, I'll put the website in the show notes below. And the website is www.m2, the number two, moringa, M-O-R-I-N-G-A.com.au. See you next time.